0: A special European night edition of the full-time roundup. So much action, so many goals, yet so few storylines. We wrap them all up for you and get you ready for the domestic games at the weekend. The calendar is jam-packed, we've got you covered. Full-time roundup starts right now. And welcome into this special edition of the full-time roundup. I'm Matt Gessel and as always I'm joined by my good friend Daniel Brackett. Daniel, what a week of European nights we had! Before we break down the games, just a quick reminder to please follow us on our new Twitter X handle, Full Time Roundup, and download, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Daniel, any initial thoughts on the games from not only today or yesterday, but Tuesday? I mean, what a jam-packed session of European games we've had this week.
1: Like the Motley Crew said, goals, 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 baby. We had forty-eight goals in the Champions League and fifty-two goals in the Europa League. That is, I'm not a mathematician, but that's that's a hundred goals. That's triple digits here. So, and that's not even counting Europa League today or Conference League. Excuse me. So it was it was an action-packed uh, first week of European nights ball. I mean, it's it's hard to have a job when you got these, these this amount of games to watch uh, on a Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I don't know about you, Matt.
0: It really is. I had the iPad going. I had the Galazzo show. If you haven't, uh, I know you are new to the Galazzo show this season. If you haven't checked it out, uh, get yourself a either Paramount Plus subscription or wherever you can get it on CBS Sports. They do a great job. There are a few guys on there. To be honest, I could do without Charlie Davies uh, for Europa League coverage. Your uh, Champions League, Uh, the guys do a pretty good job. Of course, you get Kate Abdu and and Micah Richards and uh, Jamie Carragher during halftime, as well as Thierry Henry. How could I forget about the legend? Uh, But to your point, there are just so many games, so much action all going on at once. Galazzo Show is the best way to look at it. 100 goals, like you said. Um, a quick way just to summarize what the Golazo show is, it kind of should be self-explanatory, but it is kind of like the red zone for, for European nights. So they go and they cut to all the good games. Um, you mentioned 100 goals. You know, first right out of the gate, we had a game on Tuesday that was was one of those games that had a huge number of goals, which was Leipzig Leipzig and the Young Boys. Uh, young Boys take the lead uh, going up early, and then, you know, RB Leipzig comes back, or excuse me, uh, RB Leipzig gets a quick goal and then a Young Boys equalizer before RB Leipzig comes on a tear and scores two more to to kind of take control of that game. Xavi uh, Simmons just absolutely just continues his terror and dominated. Uh, you know, Daniel, any thoughts here? Young Boys look pretty good. They look better than expected, I think. Uh, weird, weird game. Weird surface to be playing on the turf in a, in a European game, but. Um, Any thoughts on kind of how that one started us off? Again, that was the first game right out of the gate on Tuesday.
1: Yeah, I I sent you a text, and I I sent it to you because turf is a very, very sensitive subject in America right now, Um, not only with soccer, but uh, our local team, Charlotte FC, plays on turf. Uh, A bunch of other MLS teams do as well, and there's a lot of non-contact injuries that happen, so turf is a very touchy subject here. So when I flip on the 1245 cast of, of Leipzig versus young boys and I, I see they're playing on turf and they kind of talked the commentators talked about it for a second. I was like, holy shit. I didn't, I didn't even realize any European teams play on turf. I, I get if you're in the Nordic countries and, and you practice in a dome and maybe that, but for a game, I, I didn't even know that you could do that. So I think that, uh, that definitely makes a difference. When it comes to it's bouncier, it plays a little bit quicker. So Leipzig adapted well. You said they got that quick goal. Um, Shavi Simmons uh, continues to shine. Um, and so Leipzig got off to a really good start. Young boys, honestly, credit to them. They they played into it. Uh, played into played themselves into the game and, and kind of tied it up early. And and I wouldn't say they dominated the rest of the half, but they looked really good. And and once. But halftime adjustments were made. Leipzig were, were the, obviously the better team in the second half. I mean, when you got a Penda and and Simmons up top, kind of just running at defenders, that's, that's not what you want. And then as they tire the defenders out, you got a Benjamin Sesco who comes on and just scores an easy goal at the end. They just have a lot of depth and, uh, they look scary. Yeah, you mentioned uh,
0: Benjamin Sesko off the bench, a guy that just continues to score goals for this squad, a, a player that is rumored to be potentially moving on maybe as early as January, uh, you know, kind of getting a lot of attention for for some of those European squads. And especially as he is coming off the bench, it's kind of one of those things. Will he will he make a move? Um, probably, but how soon again, is it January? Is it the summer? A nice problem to have if you're, if you're RB Leipzig to bring a player like that off the bench that continues to score goals for you. Uh, you mentioned, you know, again, like I did a little bit ago, Javi Simmons just continues to drive the the team forward, not only in the Bundesliga but here as well, really took the team on his back. Um, you know, kind of ho-hum what you expect from Leipzig, but to your point, uh, you know, young boys also made it more challenging than I thought they would. But a good three points for Leipzig to start off the, the group. Again, you know, they'll be going up, probably fighting for second with with Manchester City, who we'll get into here in a little bit. Uh, young boys who perennially are in this tournament. They they are a team that you see regularly in the Champions League. For whatever reason, they just, you know, whether that's competition in the Swiss League or uh just the who they have available to them, they they cannot really get out of the group stage. But you never want to go up against them. You never want to go to that turf, like you said. Uh, you know that that turf is tricky, and uh, I don't know if Messi would play on that turf if he were here. Just to bring it back to what you were talking about, but uh, you know, just kind of like I said, a, a tricky situation there, uh, and, and a, a game that, on the flip side, again, you mentioned the early window. Uh, the, the other early game was that uh, Milan Newcastle game. Um, complete contrast, right? Um, you know, Pretty Milan opposite. dominates that game. Uh, really should have. Really should have won it, um, to be honest, and, and really had their chances. A zero zero draw, uh, and, and really kind of gets Milan and Newcastle off to a decent start. I would say probably Newcastle's more pleased with the result than Milan is, especially with all the chances that they had. But, uh, you know, just a, a real contrast in games for that, that window
1: on Tuesday. Yeah. Milan, Milan showed, uh, their experience when it came to champions league and, and Newcastle did not Uh, on paper, I'd say they're, they're fairly equal. I don't know if you agree with that, but I would say they're fairly equal on paper and, and I, Milan did, i out, out shoot them. They had the better chances. Leal should have put at least two away. Giroud even had what a couple is he opportunities. doing there? What is he that doing was, there? Oh that my was gosh. something I would try to do and that's why I'm not a professional soccer player. But um yeah no uh the, the chances were there Newcastle were outplayed. They they played a little timid to me. I I, I was kind of surprised. I thought maybe uh the likes of Trippier their captain who has played on UCL nights would have kind of fired fired the troops up there on the tune army as you will. But uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's Newcastle are probably happy to get the point and, and the group of death looks even more interesting as PSG, you know, beat Dortmund and, and these two are going to probably have to duke it out for the second spot at the end of the day. So maybe they, maybe Milan looks back at this and they don't make it through. And like, this is where we, we, we messed up.
0: Great point there. I think that's that's the takeaway for me is is a lost opportunity for Milan. You mentioned they absolutely dominated the, you know, the statistics, 25 shot attempts, 9 on goal compared to just one for Newcastle.
1: One? I didn't even one. Notice that. One to Newcastle. <laughs> I
0: mean, oh, on only 9 attempts. And you mentioned the Raphael Leao situation. If you haven't watched the highlight, please go check it out. The guy tries to do a back heel and for no reason the guy did great job building up, getting to the dangerous area and pulls a, you know, a move that Daniel puts on his, on his Twitter uh, you know, that would, would make anyone else cringe. You know, the team just lost five, one against their arch rival. And, and, you know, they they have a chance to to really solidify themselves as a place in the knockout round for, for champions league. And, and you got to put the ball in the, in the net, no flashiness right now. You just came off a of drubbing. You, you're still zero, zero at that point, put the ball in the net get three points, move on. And like I said, a really good situation for Newcastle coming out of that, who then have to, you know, we will have Milan back at home and an an opportunity at that point to really kind of move on if if they can keep things moving. So um, again, an odd one, but uh, a game that you don't, you know, part of part of the experience in in Europe uh, in Europe and and playing against different teams, you got to finish them when you can. And and these are the best of the best. And you, you lose an opportunity like that, that could come back to haunt you. And you know, in the long run, um, you know, you mentioned PSG and and Dortmund going at it as well. Uh, PSG looked, you know, really good, absolutely dominating that game. Uh, Dortmund continuing to to keep that um, domestic form in. in in the Champions League you never know it's kind of one of those things can they get you know the the ship righted for a game but PSG absolutely dominated from start to finish uh Kylian Mbappe with a penalty questionable handball in that situation i i a hard one to call there i i you know you're leaning either way but you know Mbappe steps up puts the ball in the back of the net but again, a, a really lackluster performance from Dortmund, you know, almost 70% possession for PSG in this one. So just from start to finish, uh, just complete domination there. And, and like you've always said it, and you've been talking about it for a while, Luis Enrique Ball is is very easy on the eye. They're starting to understand kind of how he's playing, how he wants the team to play. And so, you know, kind of what you expect, uh, PSG should be the the team to, to win this group. But um, until you put it on paper, you know, put on the field paper looks good, but uh PSG job done um, next game on.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't get to watch the the French league domestically as much. I have to kind of watch the extended highlights just because I, I don't have the end sports. Um, sometimes I'm able to watch it. Sometimes I'm not, but I mean, Vettinia, he was the, the man of the match and he was, he was unplayable today. And he, you have the likes of Zaire Emery, a, a young Promising talent for PSG, and then on the other side, who am I forgetting? Who was the other center mid today or yesterday? Um, anyways, it doesn't really matter. But Vitinha and Zaire Emery and were just linking up so so nicely. We the uh, all French uh, front line debuted today with Mouani, Dembele, and and Mbappe. Dembele still no no goals or assists in his first five starts is that concerning? Maybe he, he, he looked good going forward. It's just lacking that end product. And when you spend that much for, for a winger, you, you expect that end product. I think the goals and the assess will come. Um, but PSG just played Dortman off the pitch today. Sabitzer went down with an injury early, which, which doesn't help uh, Dortmund's continuing injury issues. And I just think that Royce Royce needs more minutes um, and not starting a striker, against PSG is probably the dumbest thing you can do. Um you need a number nine, especially if you're gonna pump balls in the box and neither Howler or Fulkrug started today or yesterday, excuse me. So we didn't love that decision uh by Terzik, but uh we'll see if they can kind of rebound against a Newcastle or Milan.
0: Yeah, and the and the one saving grace here, right, that we just touched on and and is that the other game was a draw. You know, so they there aren't they aren't completely out of this one. If they if they do drop points in the next game, that's kind of nail in the coffin. Um, but they do have an opportunity to to kind of still get in this group. I mean, what do you see them giving either of those two teams a run? Or, or is it really just down to you know, PSG, of course, winning the group and then a battle between Milan or Newcastle, or can, can Dortmund find a way to squeeze through?
1: I will say this. I think Dortmund at home can beat almost anybody, just with the atmosphere. Um, especially in the Champions League, they just had some voodoo magic with that. So I think they could beat Newcastle and Milan at home. It's if they can get a result against PSG or does PSG kind of pull what they did last year and kind of give up the group. PSG is in a, in a perfect spot to win this group by a million at this point. So it's really up to how they perform and who can get points off PSG as well as, you know, can can people steal points away from home?
0: Yeah, and you mentioned a team that uh, PSG that could win the group by a million. Another team that could and should win the group by a million is is Manchester City. Uh, they absolutely looked in control of their match against Red Star Belgrad, uh, winning three to one. Of course, a, a shocking moment that they go down at the basically the end of the half, uh, down one-nil at halftime. Pep just absolutely fuming, uh, pulls <laughs> off pulls off Bernardo Silva in the 44th minute, although we've heard that that's a, an injury situation there. But coming out of the gate in the second half, talk about a domination. I mean, not necessarily to get into the stats because we know that they're going to be so much more uh, one-sided here, but 37 shots on goal, Daniel, oh or, 37 shots attempts, 16 that were on goal. Um, you know, so this could have been more Erling Holland just missed a couple opportunities that you don't expect him to miss. So 3-1 to me could have been 5-6 very easily. Um, you know, you, you mentioned to me that, you know, Julian Alvarez is, is starting to become an undroppable player. I know one of our, our friends of the show, Danny uh, Danny Bramlett, has been very high on on the spider uh, and talking about Julian from, from the beginning. Uh, you know, what are your takeaways here? Is Manchester City the team to beat in this competition, and, and is it theirs to lose? Essentially,
1: I think so. They they won last year. They reloaded. Um, they lost talent, but they arguably got more talented uh, from from last year. And Pep is a coach who doesn't let their players get satisfied, so I don't think they'll have any motivation issues. Um, maybe if they drew or lost this game maybe we're or it was a little bit closer maybe we'd be having a different conversation but how they came out in that second half kind of was put the nail in the coffin for me i do think they'll be in the final i don't see a Bayern as as strong as they usually are psg i don't think we'll go to the final uh teams like i don't think madrid has enough firepower to get them to the final so maybe only barca is really the only team I see standing in the way of, of Manchester City now. And I do d I do wanna I do wanna credit uh Cervania Savezda. I might have butchered that. Excuse me. I I don't know much about this team, but I mean, respect. They played out the back. They played through City and looked phenomenal in that first half. Um, I could not believe what I was saying. I thought they'd park the bus, long balls over the top, and see if they can catch them on the break. And they did not do that. They played their game. It didn't work out for them at the end of the day, but respect to them. Yeah, it is. It, it,
0: to your point, respect to them for trying it. It's it's really difficult when you have one of the, if not the best center back, center defensive midfielder in the world in, in Rodri. Uh, just another absolute classy goal by him that if you don't follow the game, if you don't know the game that well, it probably won't be on your top 10 goals of the week. But man, that turn he made in the middle of the field and just to pull it and and find that little lane to kind of curl it around the defenders right into the corner. Uh, You know, Daniel, he does this consistently. That's not the first goal he scored like that. And, and just, you know, what an absolute player to have in the middle there for Pep. Uh, To me, you mentioned Barcelona as another team that could give them a run. There's a few others that we'll get into here in a minute, but uh, for me, it's it's City's tournament. Um, it, it really, you know, they they may slip up in the knockouts and and potentially open the gate for somebody else like a Barcelona who who looked really really good. Um, but it is their tournament to lose for me. And um, but getting into that Barca team, who I know you've been very high on, looking at potentially you know a future super team here. Five uh, nothing win against Antwerp. Royal Antwerp really were outclassed, outmatched. I, I don't think it was a matter of. Having no fight, I think just this Barca team is just that good. Jao um, Felix has resurrected his career; looks like an entirely new player here at Barca. Uh, two goals and an assist again, um, showing off what he can do. And uh, what are your what's your takeaway from Barca? Of course, you know we're we're looking at a, a much weaker opponent in Royal Antwerp, but uh, they put their foot down five nothing. That's what you expect from a team that's that much superior than somebody else.
1: First. I wanted to shout out our Belgium listeners. We we have a few. So Royal Antwerp is the best team in in the Belgium uh, league. So they didn't exactly roll over, but they they're not necessarily a a bad team here. I don't I don't think they're gonna go win or win less throughout the group stage. I do think they're gonna get points somewhere um, along the way. So I did want to say that and give them the shout out there. But I mean Barca. Jao Felix, Jao Cancelo. They there was rumors about them kind of starting a B team to kind of rest for the weekend, but that wasn't the case. They started the A team, and and we see what happens when when everything clicks for them. Pretty scary. Don't want to really reiterate what what kind of we talked about on Sunday because it was more of the same, um, from the same key players. But we haven't really shouted out Gunduan that much, and I thought he looked fantastic today. Frankie De Jong is just just killing it and those two have really stepped up in uh Pedri's absence and i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty confident barca could could go the distance
0: yeah you mentioned uh you know an a team b team situation with barca it, for me it's it's one of those things they're they on paper they have the luxury but from their performances last year and i know we talked about it briefly on sunday was they don't have the luxury of being able to to coast here. They have to perform in, in these tournaments. Europa is or Europa. Europe is a, is a huge moment for Shabby this year. They busted out last season kind of disappointedly. Of course, this is twice, twice, correct. Twice. Yeah. Champions league first and then losing to Manchester United. Holy cow. We'll get to Manchester United in a, here in a minute, but losing to <laughs> Manchester United as well, you know, that's for a, such a historic prestigious club, this is the next iteration and next stepping stone for this club to become that super squad that we both think that they have, they have the talent to do it. So to put out your number one squad to show off what they can do to make us to step and make a mark, you know, for the rest of the teams in the tournament. Hey, we're here this year. We we recognize what we did last year. We we want to show off and this is how we're going to do it. And we, we're here to play. Uh, you know, I feel for the rest of the group. Um, you mentioned Antwerp will probably get some points. Uh, Porto, Shakhtar, we're not, not great, um, very mid mid table type of clash, I would say, you know, especially what's going on in in their in their domestic leagues for for this season. Um, but you know it's really gonna be, for my opinion, uh, you know Portos probably the second place team here, uh, just you know historically, but don't count out Royal Antwerp like you said. I mean, any you know, do they do they give a uh, Porto and, and Shakhtar a chance or is it really kind of just a, a Porto situation here for for second place?
1: I think so. Um I I believe this was in Poland because Shakhtar yes, was supposed was. to be yep. home. So yep. you got to you got to remember that I mean they Shakhtar doesn't even really have a a home advantage. So it's more of a neutral site. Uh that will not be the same when you we talk about Antwerp. Um Porto have, have sold off some talent. So you, replacing Otavio is going to be is going to be a hard task to do. Um, I mean, Guyano was, was phenomenal in this match. I think he had, uh, two goals and assist. and Toremi still, still kicking. He's, he's not too old, but he was linked at maybe a Milan or, or going to the prim before kind of going down off of his prime. So I, I think that Porto and Antwerp honestly have a pretty even shot at getting second in this group. It's a pretty weak group here um and then i think schachter unfortunately will will kind of crash out of here but uh either either porto or antwerp will find a nice home in the europa league in my opinion
0: yeah, and of course, difficult situation for Shakhtar. You feel for the for, for them, their fans, and not being able to be playing at home. And uh, of course, everyone is aware of the situation there. So um, you know, we hope that they can make a. It would be a great story if they move on. But uh, I'm with you. I think it's it's come down to to Porto and a, and a real outside shot for Antwerp. Uh, before we move on to the to the games from yesterday, uh, the last two games on Tuesday were Atletico Madrid and Lazio. Uh, you know, as well as Celtic and, and Firenoid. Um, you know, not much from my perspective, from the Celtic match and, and that red card really changed the game. Um, but Celtic were, we're very poor, uh, Feyenoord is is definitely, you know, a, a team to watch out for. And then, you know, Atletico Madrid going to a team that we've talked about, that's really poor in Syria with Lazio and, and, and getting a draw. This is two results in a row for athletic, you know, that you're kind of concerned now from my perspective as, as someone who picked them to win the league. Uh, in, in in La Liga, um, you know what? An, and first of all, if you didn't see the goal, a goalie goal, a, 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 only the second non-penalty goal scored by a goalkeeper. And Daniel, that was not just any goal. That goal was a striker's goal from a goalkeeper.
1: The flick on it was giving me shades of of Allison clinching us European football back two years ago um i mean but it was way better than allison's goal i mean you, with the with the run and Atletico defenders have finished with just ball watching but the the expertise to kind of get up there to flick it on right nestle in the back post i mean it doesn't get better than that his jersey 94 scoring in the 94th minute it was all lined in the stars in rome um let's not forget Atletico did play in rome so in a Any away point is a good point, but it feels like two points lost when when you concede in the 94th minute. I do think that with that being said and Feyenoord getting off the mark early, Feyenoord's going to challenge Atletico and Lazio here. So I don't think this group is all as kind of done and dusted up as as maybe other people are giving giving credit for. Um, And uh, so next I want to pivot to the first games of Wednesday. So... Galatasaray, Copenhagen. Um, well, actually, first, sorry. One more thing. That Celtic second red card was one of the most atrocious challenges I have ever yes. seen. The guy looked like he looked like a young guy. I don't really know who he was, but I mean, he went for like kneecaps. That was that was crazy. Um, sorry we've seen some. That. We've seen some strange situations with
0: tackles this season. I don't know if it's in the water or something. There was know. another one down in South America that was just almost criminal, but yeah, that one was, was up there assault. as well as oh, yeah, assault, assault. <laughs> yeah, so they, that, to your point. That was an absolutely horrific tackle, but, uh, yeah, no great, you know, uh, great game with, with Galatasaray and Copenhagen to, to take us into Wednesday.
1: Yeah. So I was, uh, I was pretty high on Galatasaray to start the match. I was kind of looking at the starting XI then I was like, you know, what, let me check the bench. They they've stacked. Uh, some of the Turkish talent teams, the top three, four teams, have, have actually really st- uh, done really well in recruitment um, over the last year. I and mean, you got Zaha, Mertens, uh, Mauro, Cardi up top. I mean, I was thinking that Galatasaray was kind of going to run away with this, especially being at home and they have a very raucous atmosphere. And they go down to, they responded. Um, and was able to tie it up, but this was a really good shot to kind of cement themselves, the second in the group. And it seems like two points lost for Galatasaray. Great yeah. to Kipenaga, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're up two 0 and and on the road, and and a second yellow card completely changes the game. You know, seventy third minute, second yellow for a red, down to ten men, and and Galatasaray comes back and scores two goals in the late in the eightieth, uh, and gets you know steals a point. I would say. Um, you know, the to your point, they're they're they made some Galatasaray made some great moves in the in the off season in the transfer window. Um, I, I do think that they'll be they'll be pushing, Um uh, they'll definitely be pushing for for a, a way to get out of the group, but um, that's a, a tough one for Copenhagen, especially you know, you're going up against the likes of Manchester United as struggling as they are um uh, there's still you know a better squad on paper than than you are um you're looking of course at Bayern Munich the favorite in that group so when you have a chance to take three points you got you got to capitalize on it but but credit and, and and you know all the kudos to Galatasaray for not quitting and, and coming back and and getting that point point. and now this group becomes really interesting again Bayern Munich is is the team to beat in this group but you know Manchester United really have a, a to work for it here. Um not a cakewalk at this point. And they've got a lot of problems that you know we've touched on and, and there's still more to come. Um they they looked they looked really, really poor regardless of a four three result there in that match.
1: Yeah absolutely I I I couldn't believe I knew there was going to be some goals, but I couldn't believe that the match ended four three. Uh I mean the new goalkeeper Onana just looked looked horrendous. Uh Byron was completely in control. It was pretty static to start the first 10, 15 minutes. The team, both teams were were filling each other out. Um, Byron, honestly, I think the score sheet flatters Manchester United here. Absolutely. I th- Agreed. I think that totally agree. Man, you could have just played them off the pitch. I'm sure that Tuchel was probably pissed that the – the score was even so close i'm sure uh since he's an old Prem coach and probably still has his ego and check getting fired from chelsea um so the midfield looked non-existent for united um casemiro looked like a, a one-man horse there and he, he did score two goals but he he is showing his age now he he needs help and there's no one really to help him here um they're they're still waiting for Amrabat. he's injured um but more more problems for Man U, more headaches. That's it's two in a row that, that have been really bad. And honestly, I, I have nothing really to say other than I I thoroughly enjoyed this match.
0: Yeah, it was it was interesting. It was enjoyable. Um you mentioned, you know, Byron, I, I think Byron are still trying to become the Byron that they're going to be. Um this is by far, in a way, nowhere near the finished product for Byron, I think. Um, you know, you met, you heard Harry Kane talk about it after the match as well, that they still have a lot to, to develop and, and get to know each other better and, and really kind of become a better, a better squad. Um, four, three is a, is a really flattering scoreline for, like you said, for United here. I think this game easily, easily could have been five, one, uh, Bayern Munich slow to start. Like you said, both teams kind of filling each other out. Manchester United in the game early first 15 minutes, 20 minutes that Onana, Mishap just really changed the entire complexion of the match, though. Um, that that goal you could see Manchester United just kind of be deflated, and then a quick second uh from Nabry. They like I said, this could have been if this was iron firing on all cylinders and, and kind of that finished product, they're looking at a four-nothing easy game at halftime, and then and then it's coasting from there. They they did let United back in. You know, and credit to, like you said, credit to Casamaro really kind of single-handedly put the team on his back and and got them, you know, in the game, made it closer, a late, you know, a late kind of uh, stoppage time add on as well to kind of make it look more, more respectable, but um, a match that is indicative of where Manchester United are right now. I think a buddy of mine that's a Manchester United fan said panic week. Um, that's what it felt like, uh, you know, a loss to Brighton, a loss to Munich here a really tough game against Burnley um, that seems not so tough on paper, but you look at the squad and you look at how Burnley played against, uh, against forest the other day, you could be looking at three losses for, for Eric Ten Hag and um, does does he have the chops to write the ship? That's, that's really the biggest question for me going forward.
1: We're going to see Matt. we are going to see shadow or statement of this match is play Matisse tell, a S a P he's looked fantastic. So that I just wanted to give him a shout cause he's only 18 years old and he's looking like he is, should be fighting for a starting place. Um, now moving over uh, Madrid versus union Berlin one zero. Another youngster,
0: another youngster we can
1: talk about here. Yep. We can, I mean, we've been talking about this kid for, for it seems like all five episodes and I mean, he he right place, right time another tap in he, all his goals haven't even been that impressive it's just him just be having that perfect positioning it's kind of like a Thomas Muller where he just happens to be just sitting there and the ball just levitates to him um but what can you say six goals in six games he's he's a he's he's playing like a striker but he's actually a midfielder he's playing he could play almost any position on the pitch honestly and be good but uh madrid had 32 attempts they left it late again I was kind of sitting there like wow if they if they drop points at home to Union Berlin there's going to be some there's going to be some noise here um so but I guess would you say this is more indicative of Madrid not finishing or Union Berlin's defensive performance
0: I think it's a little bit of it's a cop out to say both but I think the tough thing for me right now with Madrid is where other than Jude Bellingham putting on his cape and, and just scoring, you know, not only this game, you mentioned six goals in six games. They've been all late games, late goals in those games, 90th minutes and a couple of them. For me, it's more of who is going to finish the, the goals for Madrid going forward. I think, you know, of course, Vinny's out, but you lost Kareem Benzema who, let's be honest, I mean, there were a couple of chances for Yasulu that Benzema puts in the net. You know, mm-hmm. and that's and that's just the the reality of the situation. Not to discredit Josselu, he was good. He had chances. You know, Rodrigo hit the post. Um, you know, there was a there was. You mentioned thirty two chances. I mean, they had their opportunities. But when you lose a player of Karim Benzema's skill and talent and, and just pure goal scoring ability, you know that to me is concerning going forward. I don't think Real Madrid has any concern with uh, with getting out of the group. I think they win the group but i think that's not where you compare and where you look at real madrid you're looking at them semifinals final that's the standard of real madrid going forward i think there's a concern there of who's going to put the ball in the back of the net regardless of who is playing defensively you know against them and they're going to have their moments it's it's when they had their moments they had a guy up front multiple guys that could put it in the back of the net and that's what they're lacking right now for me
1: absolutely and pivot into the other game of the group we have braga napoli napoli uh had some good early chances a vr decision called off an early goal napoli scores and then braga ties up kind of surprisingly good for braga to, to kind of fight back in this game and uh a late own goal saves napoli with spectacular points. own goal
0: spectacular own goal if we're <laughs> if we're if we're talking about own goals spectacular <laughs> own goal cream uh, of the crop cream of the crop i mean to, to you know, ask you the question this time is, is Napoli second best team or is Union Berlin going to kind of squeeze? I, I think we, we, it's safe to say Braga probably going to be, you know, the, the bottom team here in this group, just looking at it on paper and the way they've played, you know, Napoli, we've talked about having a really kind of a hangover in, in Syria, not been playing very well. Union Berlin, although they, they gave up the the late winner, they look pretty good. You know, who who's coming out of this group with Real Madrid
1: for you? after one game that's a lot to look at for one game but it's hard to say um napoli with with garcia have not really convinced me yet and they have the talent on paper um union berlin and braga both showed fight so it's going to be if napoli school or win more one more game is going to be really interesting to see who fights for that europa league spot for braga and Union Berlin. I do think Napoli will get out the group. I think they will crash out fairly early, um, and kind of set their sights on on another uh, Serie A title. Uh, but this this group is a little bit more competitive than I think we all gave it uh, credit for.
0: Yeah, totally agree with you there. I think it'll be it'll be a fight to the finish. Don't count out that that Union Berlin team. They've been good. They've been consistently getting better under their manager the last couple of years. I think that that of course those those two matchups, uh, you know, head to head, Napoli versus Berlin will be of course the deciders for for second place in the group. A team that probably won't be having much competition for first place uh, is Arsenal. Um, you know, Daniel, man, have they? They look good, you know, back in the champions league for the first time in six years, kind of, everyone was a little bit questioning how this team is going to look. Are they really ready? They look more than ready, my friend. And it hates, I hate to say that as someone that is not a huge fan of Mikel Arteta, but he has a fan. I am not. not, I'm not, I'm not a fan. Uh, I just think he's a strange dude, uh, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, the way that they come off and, and just his, his brashness and his attitude and um, you know, I heard someone say he's, he's living up to the hype that he's created for himself. I think that's part of, part of it. Um, you know, show me what you got first, but to, but did they show me on, on Wednesday that they are the real deal and and Saka and Odegaard are carrying this team as far as they can go right now.
1: Yeah. What? <laughs> What was that quote of Arteta had when he was, I can't remember what player, oh, Havertz, and he was comparing it to how he pursued his wife. I thought that that's an all-time Arteta quote. Also, quick question. Do you think that Arteta blared the Champions League music when they were training Three mat uh three times or like maybe three practices in before the Champions League like they did with the Anfield game. It, it was that, or he had his
0: light bulb. Uh, quoting em- that uh, Emerson created the light bulb. You know, it was one of those weird motivational things that he had. And and credit. Hey, look, you know, credit to him. It's working. And he, you know, the the team came out. Uh, PSV, who we've talked highly about, um, leading the Divisi right now, and they absolutely blasted them four nil. Yeah, uh, this wasn't even close. I mean, and that's saying something for, you know, people rate and rank all the leagues across Europe. And, and of course, Air Divisie is not that high, but uh, PSV have been good and, and Arsenal just
1: took them to the woodshed. So I will say that Arsenal have been less convincing in the league because a lot of teams just sit back on them. PSV went at them um, because that's really just the football that they play. And that's why Arsenal just tore them apart. If, PSV kind of updated their game plan and, and tried to be a little bit more conservative. Maybe this isn't as ugly as it was. Cover your eyes for Junior Dest. Um, but, yeah, that was bad. That was bad. I don't even want to talk about it, honestly. I'm still sick to my stomach. But uh, Sokka and Odegaard, I don't know if Odegaard's played in the, the Champions League yet, but I know Sokka has not and uh, they look like they were ready to make a name for themselves. So I was pretty satisfied with their performances.
0: Yeah, you mentioned uh you know lack of experience for for those two uh but a team that does have plenty of europe experience and seemingly is a different team in europe overnight it's almost like they going back to the light bulb they flip the switch and that's sevilla and boy did this group become much more difficult now with psv getting blasted and and sevilla drawing with len Um, this is going to be a tough one for me i thought early on it was pretty clear uh, especially just given the performance of of Sevilla in in La Liga uh i think down in, in 17th or something just getting their first win last week this looked to me as a ps arsenal psv group but again never doubt sevilla and and they're in this now um for second place with psv for me yeah
1: uh sevilla just know how to turn it on in europe lens i i picked sevilla to win lens had been at are I, They might be the worst team in, in the French League right now, um, table-wise, but they're, they're bottom five right now. They, they sold Fafana, they sold Appenda, and they have really struggled to replace those two players. Um, the key players of that team that kind of challenged PSG last year. So I was really surprised Lindsay even put up a fight. It was a great free kick that, that kind of gave them that result. And so I do think PSV is still going to progress because I think Lens are that bad. But Sevilla might have something to say about that. And and we're going to see maybe they go back to Europa League and they beat Liverpool in the final again. I don't know. I don't think that'll actually happen. But I just wanted to never count some...
0: them out though in Europa. If they get third
1: place, if they're in this
0: if they're in Europa League, you never oh. know with this team. So <laughs> you know we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh but the last group that we want to talk about of course is um, you know, the group that has Benfica, Salzburg, Inter Milan, Real Sociedad. Uh, what a weird group this is, Daniel. I think looking at it from the, you know, at the onset, this was the group that really kind of threw me for a loop. I thought Inter was going to be the team that really stood out. And for whatever reason, they had a, a little bit of a hangover after blasting AC Milan on Saturday on in the, in the Derby um, come out have a real stinker of a performance for me against Real Sociedad who who are to be fair a good squad um but after a performance like that against your rival uh come out and, and have a 1-1 draw uh, a really interesting you know game there for me any takeaways for this one and then you know Benfica Salzburg was really just it's kind of like a walkover
1: to be honest i mean Real Sociedad lost uh, to Madrid barely at the weekend 2-1 so they're obviously not a a new slouch of the team um so i wasn't really sure because because on paper i would say maybe inner has a slight edge but defasa kubo has been just on on lightning form and and they got uh, Mikel Orthabel. i might have butchered that it's it's hard to with the spanish pronunciation but uh inner did look a little hungover it seemed like they kind of gave that milan match all they had um at the weekend and just I mean, they were away So Real did. I wasn't really sure who to pick on the predictions for this match. So I think it's a fair result, honestly. Now I, I do want to talk a little bit more about this Benfica Salisbury match. I was I like Benfica a lot, so I was really disappointed um, with how this result ended out. The game was kind of iced after the red card with the the wonder kid Antonio Silva, and it kind of just kind of it didn't go downhill from there because they scored that penalty um but before that Salzburg missed the penalty even before that so Sol- Benfica they're gonna have to to make up some room in this very hard group that they have and they did not start out the the Champions League week one very well yeah Salzburg uh winning this
0: match I think completely flips this group this to me like I mentioned just a few minutes ago this was a weird group but it, it's going to be Probably the most competitive group down to the final day. One of those, one of those more. groups that will be, you know, you're watching the final match day to see who gets out, and th- those are fun. Um, so, you know, that's a, a great way to close out Champions League. But, uh, you know, that's it's, it wasn't the most exciting football, but again, it, it makes for exciting drama, uh, which is what we, which was what we love and, and and hope for in in European in European nights. So, um, you know, there was also today games as well uh, across the board, a, a huge slate of Europa League games. Uh, Daniel, I know you and I were texting. Well, Someone was very, very quiet for a little while in their game. Uh, and then all of a sudden they came to life and he, he reemerged. So Liverpool going to Austria and giving themselves a little bit more of a test than I think you even thought you were going to have. Is that correct?
1: That is. I I didn't know how to feel about this match because I did not know who Jürgen was going to play. And he ended up playing the B team. And um, we, I mean, okay, give LSAK or last credit, that goal was an absolute banger. We were controlling the match. We, we had plenty of opportunities in the first half, but I mean, you're starting, you, we, we actually, I learned a lot. Let's, let's use this as a learning experience. Um, I learned that Graven Birch is a very good player. Um, I learned that Endo, cannot be relied on at all. He looked horrible, and he probably is lucky he even survived coming back out for the second half. Um, I I like seeing Basetic play, show that versatility, playing that right-back role. Um, Ben Doak didn't have his best performance, but the kid's 17 years old, and he just has no fear. Um, So I I hope he continues to get more opportunities. And, you know, I love, I love seeing a a Darwin goal and a a Luis Diaz goal. So, oh God, we, we, we love to get conceded on first. If if we keep getting conceding goals early in matches, we're not going to win the league and we we probably will lose the Europa league. So we, uh Klopp's got to nip that in the bud. That's a problem that has persisted through last season into this season. So I'm I'm not exactly happy with that, but I'm just glad we responded again. Like Wolves beating 3-1, three unanswered goals. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm
0: wondering. I'm wondering if I need to look and see what type of excuse Jurgen came up with for this one. But um, you know, I'm sure there was something he had to say about it. But to your point, a really good learning experience for the youngsters. You bring in Moslaw, who has an absolute silky finish there to get that third. Yeah um in just, just pure class, which is what he is. And um, that's what you expect when you play, you know, the better players against Lask uh in in the early stages of Europa. Uh, a, another team that you expected to kind of dominate. They did play their arguably their stronger side, uh Bayer Leverkusen, who we've both been very high on here of late. Um Florian Wirts and, and Victor Boniface continue their form uh from the league in, in here uh taking on Hawking in Swedish league winning four nil um i know this is going to be a little bit kind of a pusher and shove because of your your affiliation and love for liverpool but are Bayer the class of europa league after what we've seen not only here today but all season so far in the bundesliga as well
1: they're one of them um you know i'm, I'm a sucker for leverkusen so i'm not i'm not gonna act like like I, they're they're a bad team or anything um they they had a good result again the weekend, and they they started the the Europa Week One in style. But they also played Hawkins. So, is there that much pause or that much hype to draw from when you play a pretty trash team? And I know Liverpool played out last, but I would say they're a better team than Hawkins. So, I would say as of now, Liverpool and Bayern Leverkusen are the favorites here. That that is what I will say. Agreed. Agreed. There was a team uh, as well that we, are, everyone's very
0: high on um, Brighton, who arguably could have been the class or, or one of those teams in that conversation. They go down to a very, very um, resilient Athens squad. A very surprising, Pearson. really surprising result to me, though. Daniel, was it you know, was it just the moment for Brighton? Are, are they just not ready for Europe? Um, you know, given. Given everything and, and how far they've they've climbed in such a short period of time,
1: Europa is a different beast. And when you have, I think it was only James Milner who's had experience um, playing Europa League, obviously. Or I actually thought he to too. I'll give that credit to him too. But he, I mean, they they showed their experience. There's five goals. Four of them were off some type of dead ball situation. Um, that Sadipe. Header for Athens was was so good. Uh to use to play for Monaco and, and won a World Cup for France. But uh yeah, uh Jal Pedro with two two penalty goals, both teams were were back and forth. So uh I'm not worried about Brighton yet, but they definitely need to to look at this like uh they need to be, they need to respond next game. Let's just say that.
0: Yeah, and the other exciting game for for you know Europa League, of course, they all play on the same day, so it's pretty exciting to see that, um, and just kind of the the pace. Again, this is perfect uh, for the Galazzo show. If you don't have it, um, you know that's that's kind of what the highlight is here. A game that uh, Daniel was just absolutely back and forth. Um, seemed like a goal was going in every five minutes. Uh, Ajax and Marseille, two teams that we've touched on, especially Ajax, who looked like they were going to have a really good rebound match here to kind of get their season started, but just so many holes in the back, a three, three draw. Um, but, but as a neutral, that was just an exciting back and forth game to watch.
1: Yeah, well, it was two teams that are, are struggling. Like you said, um, one coach resigned one probably will get fired within the next couple of weeks. So, I mean, Marseille looked done and dusted even the commentator was saying oh god the heads are going down this could get ugly for Marseille and credit to them they bounced back um Aubameyang after missing a a pretty bad one-on-one was able to capitalize for the second goal and uh we're gonna we're gonna see with this with this tough group who who kind of progresses there now uh we we've talked a lot of Europa League I just want to quickly mention West Ham went down and showed character to win 2-1 Mohamed Kudus with a nice debut and we, we're not going to really talk about Europa League here but I do want to mention one thing that really stood out to me Group E in the Conference League uh Villa played Legia Warsaw and lost and AZ Alkmaar also lost. So the two favorites in the group both lost today. So that group could get really interesting really fast. Um, so that I just wanted to recap that uh, as we kind of wrap up here.
0: Yeah, you mentioned there's just so much to cover, and, and we'll keep an eye on it and, and bring you the the highlights and the, the key storylines for each. But um, there's just not enough time in the day to, to watch everything and, and touch on it. But, um, of course, you know, not only do we have European football midweek, Daniel, we have domestic games as well coming up. Um your best bets have been on fire this year. Uh, you're you're going to give the folks here an opportunity to make some more money this week in the domestic league uh, game. So so walk us through your picks. First of all, tell us how you did today on your on your picks and then also who
1: you've got going into the weekend. Absolutely. Thank you, Matt. Um sir, European first slate. Kind of feeling it out. Didn't really know how how this would go, but I mean, we, especially in Champions League, we crushed. So, so we had the Barca over Barca game over three and a half. That was cashed in the first half. So that was just easy money. Uh, Barca minus two was also, and then Leipzig versus young boys. Thank you. Benjamin Sesco with a nice goal. Cash that over for us. We lost on the salzburg Benfica. the missed penalty, the red card really iced the game. Don't judge me by my winners, judge me by my losers. And I thought we we could have really gotten a push there, so that was pretty disappointing. And then Liverpool last over three. Thank God LASK scored early because that made Liverpool want to just beat the shit out of them. So we went three or, yeah, three and one on best bets. The parlay lost because Brain couldn't get it done. Pretty sickening here. Um, One out of six teams. But uh, hey, we're going to make that money back. We're still up 13 units all time, ta- or 14 units, excuse me. That's 10, 5, and 1 on Best Bets, 2 out of 3 on parlays, 14 units. That is insanely good numbers. Insanely good numbers. And so don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. Just tail this parlay this weekend. City money line against Forrest, Barca money line against Celta Vigo, Interverse. Empoli. Villa plus five against Chelsea. Fuck Chelsea. And then Liverpool money line against West Ham. Almost five to one. That's pretty juicy. And then we have uh four best bets and something new for you. So just bear with me. Leipzig versus Magna Block over three and a half. Easy over. Don't even think about it. Spurs, Arsenal, North London, Darby. Both teams are going to be attacking over three and a half. Should be no sweat. Leverkusen versus Heidenheim over three and a half. Both. Teams have been uh scoring a ton of goals, so don't even worry about it. And then tomorrow we have Monaco versus Nice over three. Monaco put two on PSG, or sorry, Nice put two on PSG, and Monaco just keeps scoring, but love to concede. Over three is an easy number right there. And for the mortal lock, first one of the year, two units here. All right. Dugart, Darmstadt, tomorrow over three. If you look at the last five matches. I think three of the last five for each team. There's been at least six goals. This is so fucking easy, guys. Just take it before the line changes, and that is my best bets, Matt. Well, guys, another round of games,
0: more winning tickets. As you heard, ten, five, and one. I don't even. I don't want to get in the middle of this because I don't want to. I don't even want to touch him. The man is on fire. Take his picks. The guy gave you another round of games here. For for domestic games, if you aren't following Daniel on his on his a uh, Twitter account, you can follow him at Liverpool CLTFC for more bets. If there aren't any that we haven't posted on our Twitter account, which is Full Time Roundup, we'd love to hear from you guys as well. Interact with us. We've been trying to get your XIs, and and we'll we'll have those again. Uh, for the domestic games. So let us know who your top 11 are for this weekend. Uh, of course, please download and subscribe to the show and listen to us and give us a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. But uh, Daniel, again, an amazing week of games. I, I don't know how we're going to get a breath because it, it starts right again tomorrow. So um, this has been just a, a great start to Champions League, Europa League. It's only going to get better. Uh, and as always, we'll see you guys in the next roundup.